Hey everybody, today is the week of November 11th, 2019, and thank you for listening to To The Point, a podcast about the weekly ins and outs of The Point Church. This week, Pastor Tim is out of the office and the church staff get together to discuss the Thanksgiving season, a joint worship service, and we take a deep dive on our worship pastor, Joe McClellan. This is episode seven of To The Point. Hey, everybody, and happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of To The Point. My name is John Vickers, and it's my privilege to serve as your Next Generation Student Pastor, and today I'm joined by our worship pastor, Dr. Joe McClellan. What's up, guys? So today is an important day in our country. It is Veterans Day, and there are certainly several military families that are a part of our church, and we just want to say a heartfelt thank you to each one of you for the sacrifice that you make and that your families make so that you can serve our country. Yes, thank you very much for what you do. Uh, Both my granddads are in the military and have lots of uncles in the military and aunts and uh, have several friends here at at our church because we're right by the the Navy base in AS Pensacola. So it is a uh, great honor and privilege to serve in a church with such a military presence. And I don't know about you, but I've learned a whole lot about the military from them from different ranks and different ways that they move up, and they certainly have their own language, right? They do. They can they can speak in acronyms and codes and numbers and C-3POs and those kinds of things. And I, I can go for 10 minutes and just smile and nod and have no idea what I'm agreeing to. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday was a great day at the church, and both in Perdido Key and in Alberta. We're in Colossians chapter 3. And we were talking about concepts like forgiveness, putting on Christ every day and making that choice to follow him. And I was really moved by the concept of forgiveness this week and preparing to preach. It was an honor to fill in for Pastor Tim as he was out on vacation this week. And it was just a joy to open up the scriptures yesterday and really get into something that was really personally challenging to me, which is just how we live like Christ each day. And I don't think any of us really have that totally figured out yet. It's certainly a work of sanctification in our life. But it was an encouraging time yesterday. You did a good job, too. It was good. Thanks. You're welcome. So I didn't get any notes from my mom yesterday. She didn't listen and say, hey, you forgot this or you should have done that. So that must mean it's okay. (laughs) That she fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) So last night our home group got together and we're getting into – those concepts that we were talking about yesterday. And it's just so refreshing for me as a minister to hear our people opening up about their own lives and how they can apply what we talk about on Sunday mornings into their life day-to-day in different vocations, in different areas with their families. And that was just a really refreshing thing last night. you got to dig deep to to live a life of of forgiveness because it's really easy to... Uh, I'll speak for myself, to, to, to get your feelings hurt or to get offended by something. You just hang on to it. You don't want to let go of that. And I think it does, like you said, it shows a, um, a work of sanctification in your life when you can get to the point where you're willing to forgive easily. And I, I think you have to, or I speak for myself again, You know, I have to remember that I have to forgive because I've been forgiven much by, by my Lord. So. Absolutely. So yesterday we talked about how many people hang on to grudges from, you know, something that was said at a family Christmas 10, 15 years ago. And mm-hmm. I had several people after the service come up and talk about how how they were moved by that concept because, man, we are people who don't have to try to hang on to grudges. We can get hurt and we can get vulnerable, but 
through the finished work of Jesus on the cross on our behalf, we have something bigger than our hurts that's been taken care of. And whenever we live in the security of the peace of Christ that rules in our hearts, as Paul says in Colossians 3, we have the freedom to forgive. That's something that's really incredible. So this week, after the 1045 service in Perdido Key, we have a couple things going on. We have lunch with the pastor. So if you know someone who is new to the church, they want to know more about it, there's going to be lunch with the pastor happening in DeBose Hall. It's just an informal time with Pastor Tim that you can come learn about the mission and vision of the church. But I'm going to be in a different meeting at that time about our Guatemala mission trip that is coming up March 14th through 22nd of 2020. Go ahead and mark your calendar. But our meeting this Sunday is a general interest meeting where we're going to be sharing more details about what exactly we're going to be doing on this trip. So we're partnering with an organization called Global Business Solutions, who is sending someone in to meet with us on Sunday. We're going to be talking about going in and partnering with a village in Guatemala so that we can help them sustain themselves. We're going to be going down and building a greenhouse for them. We're going to be meeting with leaders in the villages and coming up with ways that we can help them in the long run and not just go down and do something that is not going to help them sustain themselves in the long run. So I hope that you're looking forward to that. You want to know more about the Guatemala mission trip. That's going to be Sunday at 12 o'clock, 1230, as soon as that service is over in the student ministry area. And hey, we'll even have lunch for you. So, Joe, you just got back from a meeting with one of our sister churches in Alberta. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, something kind of exciting coming up in the next couple of weeks uh, on Sunday morning, November the 24th at 10 a.m. Our Alberta campus is going to join the folks at First Baptist Alberta and have a joint service. So it's kind of cool. We have a a 100-year-old church that's sort of senior adult heavy, uh, worshiping with a two-year-old church that's... uh, more young families and small kids, and we're just going to get together on that day at First Baptist Alberta and worship together and uh, really reflect on God's goodness as we begin that Thanksgiving week. We're really excited about it. Pastor Mike Woods, he and I have kind of formed a relationship over the last couple of months, and we're just really looking forward to to being with them that day. And I think a couple weeks ago on the podcast, we were talking about ways that we affiliate with other churches through our association, but another way that we work together is within, from, from church to church. So this is an example of that, two churches coming together because we worship the same God and we believe similarly, and that's going to be a really edifying thing to come together in the community. Yeah, so we're going to lead worship. Our team's going to lead worship there that day, and then Pastor Mike's going to bring the message, and our next-gen leaders are going to be leading Children's Church and Manning the Nursery and that kind of thing. So it's going to be a, a really fun day, I think. And then later on that same day, which is Sunday the 24th, we're going to be having a praise service right here in Perdido Key, right? That's right, yeah. And we're going to do a, it's kind of a both campus uh, all call for everybody to come fellowship together. We'll have a service in the, our worship center at 5 p.m. and then break for next door to have chili and desserts and those kinds of things uh, at, just following the worship service. So it should be good. And the Alberta campus is invited. We're going to invite our, our brothers and sisters from First Baptist Alberta to join us that night, too. So. I just hope that the weather's like really cold. Me too. That nice chilly weather. Yeah, so I don't like being hot like and, and eating chilly. I mean, I will, but I mean, I, if I have to. I just... <laughs> a couple episodes ago, we took a couple minutes to get to know our campus pastor in Alberta, and we had Josh on, and he was able to share his heart. 
And we wanted to not miss an opportunity for you to be able to get to know some other guys on our staff. So today I've got Joe right in front of me. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Joe's walk with the Lord, about his family, about how he ended up at the point. And Joe, you have actually been on staff here for 12 years. Is it'll that be right? it'll be 12 years in January. So I started on the first Sunday of January in 2008 at the point. That's a very rare thing to start on the first Sunday of a year. I don't know how I wound up doing it that way, but well, the church I was at in Tennessee, what what the deal was, um, I wanted to go through Christmas with them because we had already been working on our on our Christmas uh, production stuff before when, when I was interviewing in for uh, the position here. So I really felt bad leaving them high and dry for Christmas. So I asked Point or back then Interarity Point if I could stay through Christmas and start in January. So we did. There you go. Yeah. So your family is from North Alabama. Um, why don't you take just a couple seconds to tell us a little bit about them, about your experience with church growing up, and maybe even how you came to faith in Jesus? Sure. Yeah, so I grew up uh, just north of Birmingham. Um, we, My family, uh, my dad is also a pastor. So we sort of, we started out, I was born in Birmingham, and we lived in the early part of my, my childhood. We lived in Blount County, Alabama, in the Aniana area. And uh, he pastored some churches there, and that's actually where I, I came to uh, saving knowledge of Christ as a seven-year-old boy at New Bethel Baptist Church in Cleveland, Alabama. And uh, we were there. Um, I guess he started pastoring. He, he was he became a preacher uh, not long after that. He started pastoring when I was about nine years old, and uh, he pastored about two uh, I guess two churches in Blount County. And then we moved to uh, Coleman County when I was about to go into the eighth grade, and we were there all through the rest of high school. Kind of interesting, we were at Sardis Baptist Church uh, for uh, eight years, and then by that time I left home and went to college, moved to Birmingham, and and wound up doing my college career. My brother, same thing, went to college, and my parents actually left the church in in Sardis, and they moved to Mississippi. He was in Mississippi for 11 years at, at another church named New Bethel Baptist Church for 11 years, and then they came back to Alabama, gosh, uh maybe 10 years ago or so, and he has kind of preached at a couple different churches. And just recently, he just became the pastor of Sardis Baptist Church again, his second stint. So it's been about 30 years between when he was the pastor the first time there and now, so they're, they've kind of come full circle. I can't tell you how excited I am that they're back at Sardis because that's a place where I was in the youth group, so I know it's hilarious to see like the deacons and stuff there. Those were people that are in my youth group. Like, those people have no business running a church. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but I, I, it really is good for, for them to, to be back there, so I'm happy for them. But that's a really neat thing for them to actually come back to the church yeah. that they were serving at yeah. previously. I'm telling you some sweet memories. I probably you asked about my spiritual journey. You know, I became a Christian at seven years old, but probably my, some of my most formative time of serving the Lord and understanding the Spirit's work in my life happened at Sardis Baptist Church there in Addison, Alabama, which is on the Coleman-Winston County state line. Um, and, and for them to be back there, I'm telling you, there's a lot of nostalgia. I can't wait for us to get a, a vacation week and get to go back home and, and be in church there with them. Yeah, that's really neat. So you've been around the church your whole life. Your dad was a pastor. I'm sure that influenced you a lot. But you also have, I've been in your office. You have several degrees hanging on the wall. So why don't you (laughs) let us know where all you went? That all symbolizes a lot of student loan debt. Uh, (laughs) No, I kind of, I've always taken the long way around when it comes to things, I feel like. So I uh, I went into college, actually going to be a physical therapy major. I wanted I got hurt in high school playing football. I hurt my knee and had to have my ACL repaired. And 
I really, I really enjoyed the physical therapy process. So I was, when I went into uh, junior college at Wallace State uh, Community College in Hansville, Alabama, it's a, it's a big, has a big sports medicine program and a physical therapy assistant program. So I was going to go be a, a physical therapy assistant and then, and then transitioning to be a physical therapist. And just on a whim, uh, a friend of mine was going to audition to be in the music department there, being the choirs, uh, the Wallace State singers in the concert choir. And I was like, ah, I'll go with you too. I guess I'd always sing in church. So I went and I, I sang, I auditioned with my, the solo I had for my Christmas cantata, which was horrendous. Not the cantata, but my solo. <laughs> but I, I went and auditioned with that and I got a scholarship uh, to be in the Wallace State singers in the show. We toured, we got to tour with them for a couple of years and uh, wound up, it wound up, I changed my major to music because, um, if you're you were a music major back then at Wallace State, you got a four ride. You got your books, you got your tuition, everything covered. So I thought, even if I wind up not, you know, getting a bachelor's in music, I'll just get my basics out of the way for free. So that's why I did it, and then I wound up falling in love with it. And in the process of that, I started singing in uh, some Christian bands and gospel groups, and really fell in love with that. So that's what I did. I took, actually took a year off after my junior college, went and sang in a professional gospel group for about a year up in Mississippi. Crossway. Crossway doesn't exist anymore, but back then <laughs> Crossway was a uh, somewhat professional. I got paid a little bit, not much, to, to, to go on tour with them. So we, we kind of were a regional deal. And then uh, I was singing the tenor part, and it was killing me. It was so high. Uh, so I thought I need to go get some voice lessons or something so I could sing. So I went up going to Birmingham. I hooked it with a professor in Birmingham who, who taught at UAB. And then I went on scholarship at UAB for music. And went, I quit singing in the group, went to UAB fall in love with classical music and I kind of pursued that for a little bit thinking I was going to be a, a opera singer Broadway type deal voice teacher eventually whatever and I went that route all the way through you know bachelor of masters got a doctorate from University of Memphis and um, was really going to head down there and God just called me into the ministry I was working for an opera company in Portland Maine one summer doing an apprenticeship and uh, I was sitting there I was like I hate this I don't like it these I don't like singing these I don't like singing this stuff anymore I don't like sort of just the the being on the road, all those kind of things just all hit me, and God just really began dealing with me, which was crazy. I was about, got to go into my last year of coursework for my DMA, a Doctor of Musical Arts and Voice, and uh, I really felt called into the ministry. I had always served in a church, even when I was doing the classical stuff on Sundays, I was always on some kind of worship team, uh, working in a church or helping in that way, and uh, so God called me into the ministry, and I had no clue. I did not want to be a choir director or anything like that, but I wound up, you know, God worked it out for me to be at First Baptist Oakland, and from there I was there for about a year and a half, and then I finished up my uh, graduate school and moved down here, and that was like a way huge run-on sentence for all that, but that was the nutshell version of the degrees hanging on my wall. But that's really neat that the way you were almost at the end of that, that doctorate, and then God calls you and it's almost like you can, I'm sure you can look back and see in different ways that God was preparing you for the place that you were going to be now. You know, if I had known, most likely if I had known that that was the path that God was going to you know, open up for me after college, I probably wouldn't have chosen that route. You know, I would have gone, majored in church music, worship leadership, which Nathan and I, my, our associate here, we, he just finished up his worship degree at University of Mobile. Um, you know, when I was his age looking at schools, that wasn't even an option. You know, you either went church music, which was which was like choir directing, you know, uh, choral conducting, mm-hmm. or you went ed- music ed, or there was no worship leadership. You know, like like what we do now in churches. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know why God chose the path He did for me, but and I still don't know. I probably wouldn't have done the whole doctorate thing. I guess what I'm saying had I not had not been so close to being done. Right. You know, 
I'm sure you learned a lesson or two along the way. Hey, you know, it's been great. Uh, and it has helped. Uh, you know, I taught for Universal Mobile for four years. I think that helped having that degree. So, yeah. Well, I hope that you enjoyed getting to know Pastor Joe just a little bit more today. And, hey, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and we're certainly in a spirit of Thanksgiving around here. And just like in our sermon yesterday, it was talking about putting on Christ and being thankful for the salvation that we receive through his blood. So we want to say just again, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast today. God bless you. Thanks for listening to another week of To The Point. If you want to know more about our church, you can visit our website, tothepoint.church. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It'll come straight to your phone every Monday. And while you're there, leave us a rating and review, and we would certainly appreciate it. If you have a question that you'd like for us to answer on the podcast, you can send an email to hello at to